0: King of Smith the
1: Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm Judy Gold, and this is our new theme song. It is "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head" in Yiddish. What more could you want? I am so thrilled. This week I get to interview Jake Cohen, who is an incredible person, an amazing cook, what a great personality, an old soul, and a Jew. So I, I couldn't think of a better guest for Hanukkah, which is coming up this Sunday night, and also, you know, Thanksgiving, which is on Thursday, which is a, you know, I'm th- I'm rethinking my th- feelings about Thanksgiving, but it is a cooking holiday, so come on. What better guest than the amazing Jay Cohen, who has an old soul? Speaking of which, I will be at Soul Joel's this Saturday, okay, in... I think it's Jacksonville, Pennsylvania. It's really good that I have all my information straight. And, you know, you're going to be sick of your family and feeling mental. So why don't you come laugh on Saturday night? It's right by Philly, right by Terry Hall. You know, come laugh. We all need a good laugh. And then the following week, I am thrilled for my first live taping of Kill Me Now since March of 2020 with my guest, the amazingly talented, hilarious Colin Quinn. So this is on Thursday, December 2nd at 7.30 p.m. if you're in the New York City area at the 92nd Street Y do not miss this interview. December 4th I will be at the Savoir Theater at the Raz Room in Fort Lauderdale. But please sit back, relax, run whatever you're doing. You don't have to sit back and relax. I mean you gotta get shit done. Uh, But thank you for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Jake Cohen. I love you all. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited! Like, okay, so you know I always have a lot of people I love who are um, comedians or writers or you know authors, but this person is a is a part of my life now, and has no idea how much. Like, I cannot cook anything without checking. Hit, well, now I got the book, the book, Jewish. I mean, uh. but I have been following this gentleman who's like under 30. I want to kill myself, okay? <laughs> and has accomplished so much. And, you know, Hanukkah's next week. And this month, I don't know if you noticed, I've had two of my favorite Jews on the show, Jewish men, even though they're boys. I love you, Jake Cohen, so much. I love everything about you. I wanted a gay son, but my sons are fucking straight and, like, really straight, Ugh. and I know. And I, your parents and grandparents are so lucky. You are perfect, Jake Cohen. L- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jake Cohen,
0: you are what everything. What You're intro.
1: everything to me.
0: Ugh. Oh, my God. The feeling is mutual. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, Jake. Jake. First of all,
1: I'm just going to go with some of the things I've made. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm good. The challah.
0: The challah. It's a good challah.
1: It is the best challah. And I did a round challah Mm -hmm. for uh, Rosh Hashanah. Oh, oh, God. I should just warn everyone. This is going to be a bell fucking fest. Okay. You know I ring a bell anytime anything Jewish is mentioned. Okay. I want you to know your eggplant Parmesan The baked eggplant, it's so easy to make and it's so fucking good. And now like all my friends want to, like I made an eggplant parm and then they were like, so what'd you do with the rest of the eggplant parm? And I'm like, I don't want to see you. I saw you last night. You're not coming over. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to go back because that's what I do. And I'm just going to say, there's so many things I love about you. And that I feel like I'm so glad you are a white male, gay white male, <laughs> It you know, who's allowed to tell these stories because, you know, who, where people will listen and it's not some like, let me tell you something about the Jews. The, the way you found your Jewishness and what you did with that is... So beautiful and profound and everything I would want for my children and Lador Vador, the generation to generation.
0: Yes, that's the goal. I really think that it it comes down to like, we need a, just like a marketing refresh. Right. And, and, and that's, that's just it, really. I, I think too often like Judaism is painted in this like shtetl, Right. Of, of, misery. Of mis- misery. Right. And trauma. And it's true because like we went through a lot of. Right. It we're the we're still going. Oh, yeah. Jake, as my mother would say, they all hate us. Everyone <laughs> hates us. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, I want to be in this new age of Jewish joy where it's like. Right. Where in America, things are going okay for us in general Uh, Uh, yeah but more often than not people forget about jews and the fact that we are such a tiny community that we have these conversations as a country about diversity and inclusion and making sure all stories are told and and then it's like well we would like a story told about us that's not focused on on striped pajamas like right right. there's really like some some beauty. Oh my God. You're me. You're me.
1: Um, but it's also, we're less than 2% of the population. And you know, there is a reason for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we contribute so much and that should be cheered. That should be something that people say, you know, pride. It's pride. You know, we do it. We do it at home. We're always like, when I watch TV with my parents, it was like, you know, Jew, non-Jew, Jew, married a Jew, converted. Like, that's <laughs> how we watch TV. Any character yeah. that came on, that's Jewish, right. helped the Jews, knows a Jew, you know.
0: Always. Oh, the Wikipedia page is the first thing you do. You go to early life. Right. Early life. Early right. life Jews.
1: Early I look them year. up all the time. All the time. Not um, Not stuff. So you grew up in, um, essentially in Queens, right? But then yeah. you went to, from Queens to a nut, wait, where'd you go? You went to, oh God. Long Island. Long Island, but I had the name, all right. Anyway, uh, now I do a lot of research and then I was trying to find your parents' names, which is very
0: hard to find. That's interesting. And it, that actually came up because my mother was asking about the fact that she and my father were not named in the acknowledgments of my book right, right. versus like my in-laws. I just thought that would be weird to thank my mom by her first name. Uh, it's actually quite a funny story in terms of my father because I am Jake Cohen and my father is Michael Cohen. I know,
1: I got it! I okay. did it, I found
0: it! Woo! Oh, Michael Cohen who worked for Tr- no I'm kidding yeah I know but the thing is is that that Michael Cohen who worked for Trump also has a son named Jake Cohen oh my god around. they thought that I was his son and they're coming to me asking for comment and it's just like oh my god that's hilarious and your father is like a cameraman like a,
1: d- yes. a director of photography or like a big yeah, oh yeah.
0: My god. that's so funny yeah he's um, that's kind of I've always knew I wanted to get into media, but he—he he was always worked behind the scenes for, yeah. for movies, music videos. Now he does shows. Like he worked, where he did all of Madam Secretary, and then right. Oh, that um, I know um, him. Um. Oh. Well, we'll definitely play Jewish geography. Okay. On that one, and then he introduced me to the food stylist that gave me like my first gig when I was in high school and kind of got oh it all going. Oh my
1: god.
0: Okay. Your mother. Elizabeth. Oh,
1: um, fuck, I didn't think it yeah. was her. I thought it was Robin with a Y.
0: No, 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 fuck. no. That's someone I used to work with at uh, a at time out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, I know, Elizabeth. I knew she
1: worked at time out. I was like, no. She... But see, your father, OK, so it is. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I was
0: like, oh. I love this. I love how, how well you stalk. This is great.
1: Yeah, I, I, fuck. I was like, it's her. No, it's her. Ah, damn it. All right.
0: Elizabeth, because... vet, veterinarian.
1: Yes, I saw! She's yeah. fucking great!
0: Yes, she is. She's an icon.
1: Oh, my God. I knew it. All right. Fuck.
0: Okay. You have a sister? I Amy. do. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, we live. she's my neighbor. She's uh, a few floors below me.
1: And I, I didn't get to this yet, but I just want to say you had a, a b'nai mitzvah.
0: We did. Yes, we did.
1: the two of you got B'nai. you But you're not the same
0: age, are you? We're almost Irish twins. We're right. thirteen months apart, so okay. It
1: worked out. That's great. So that she was okay, 12, I
0: was thirteen. Yeah. And
1: by the way, the theme was nautical.
0: Okay. It, I hate it. I hate. I think we need like bar was Another. Thing. Oh, we to get, we're gonna go get to, to that. Roots. We're gonna yeah. get
1: to that. Okay. So you grew up in Queens uh, with these great parents. And amazing grandparents. Now, the story of your grandparents is just so, I don't know, it's just like, I just want to cry, like everything about you is so, (laughs) like, I want to come over and just be with you and I feel like you're a part of my family. So Annie grew up in Belgium. Is that right? Or yeah. uh, Annie's mother. Or Annie grew up in Belgium. That's, is that
0: your grandma or your great-grandma? That's my grandmother. My mother's mother.
1: Okay. Grew up in Belgium. Then, because of uh, El Holocausti,
0: uh, went to Cuba. No. So that's... Uh, Fuck! Uh, shit! Uh, God oh, damn, oh, motherfucker! It's so confusing. It's so confusing. So... She was a hidden child during the Holocaust, right. and her parents went to the ca- the work camps and luckily survived. Um, m- my great grandfather less so than my great grandmother, who had a bit of brain trauma from right. everything. And my great grandmother ended up divorcing him, uh, but they had two other kids after the war. Right. So my grandmother was the only one who was hidden during the war, and then her her siblings were born after. And then my great grandmother brought all three kids to New York, first to Buffalo, right, and then to New York City, and was a single mother who worked. Oh
1: yes, I have that. Yes,
0: and my grandfather, they were also in Belgium. His parent, his father, was taken to the work camps. Was able to escape, um, hid out in like a safe house, and was able to grab my great grandmother and him, and they went on a ship that got turned away in New York and ended up in Havana, which is oh, right.
1: Started. Yeah. The, oh, so they were on the, days. um, what the St. Louis, were they on the
0: St. Louis? Is that, I wish I knew the the names. Oh, I, uh, you got to get the, okay. I got to get the names of things like that. Yeah. Havana to New York. It's actually this like, so this, you're like, Jubbins. Romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. I my know. Aunt, but not my really. aunt's the only Jubin. But then there's this romantic story of then like everyone ended up in New York and he my grandfather worked on the the stock exchange and uh, he would. And then my grandmother was like a a secretary. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, the people not the women didn't have many options, especially immigrants. And they would like she would see him on the subway And she would talk shit with her friend about the way he would dress, and in French because that's their native tongue. Right. And she didn't realize that he also spoke French because he was from Belgium. Oh, that's
1: hilarious!
0: Then they ended up meeting at Silver Silver Point Beach Club, Um, and he gave her a ride home, and the rest is history. And it's just like, did he? I wonder
1: if he ever said, you know, I know exactly
0: what the fuck you're saying about me. I well, he passed when I was. He passed in two thousand and one or two right so unfortunately we didn't have a relationship in an adult life Uh, my grandmother's still around um but it's something that so much is tied to queens and new york where growing up they had a cabana at silver point so my
1: oh perfect going to the beach
0: there they used to go on dates to at eddie's sweet shop in forest hills for ice cream which is still around and we would go as kids and even as adults uh and like now my sister and i bring our husbands there right like this like to have a family that's so rooted in New York history, which is so common with, with Jewish immigration stories, right. um, it's really sweet. My grandmother yeah. now, she she lives in Aruba most of the year, and then- Oh, I'm going sometime. to Aruba in December. Oh, wow, well- uh, You better send you her to anything, my show. If you do anything at the Chabad, she'll be oh, there. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> I
1: have a lot in common with you. My you know My family, my mother grew up two blocks away from me here on the Upper mm. West Side they are from new york my aunt lived on you know central park west and you know my great aunt you know everyone but then we ended up in new jersey <laughs> find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked to my apartment. What was the first thing I did? Is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but fast-growing trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. The story of your Marilyn, your grandmother Marilyn, who was a poor girl from Brooklyn. She uh, was.
0: She, but she was She. she was but, first generation American. Right. So she was born here.
1: She, um, she was born here. Your great grandmother, who you knew... Was born in 1898. Now, and you knew her. So this is another thing we have in common. So my grandmother was born in 1896, and I, every weekend growing up, she came to visit and I shared a room with her. And she died when I was 25. And that relationship of someone who was born in the 1800s and had such, and we were so close, and it had such an impact on me. And... It's funny because the things I remember about her the most and the things that like that sense memory are things in the kitchen. Like yeah. my, my, the flour thing where we would go like that to <laughs> the sift ba- the flour. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, and we would always hand mix everything. Like it was always around the kitchen and baking And we made Pugachal, which are these sourdough cookies. I made them on Rachel versus Guy, and I got very high marks on them. Um, Oh, good, good, good. uh, And it's so interesting that, you know, that's that's what I – like, that's the food. Like, we are so about food and dinner table and holiday and – your, your. I wanted to ask you, you know, knowing your grandmother who was born in 1898, like what, what impact did she have on
0: you? Like yeah, that, it's, cause it's their because their values. And she, yes. she made it to 2001. She three, passed, Oh my! Like God. so to be to be alive during three centuries is crazy. And for right. my sister growing up with her, um, and again she lived in on the first floor of my grandmother's building in Park Slope, right. And like she was our great-grandma, great-grandma Minna. And we would see her every time we go visit. And she would always make applesauce. That was like her thing. And that's what we remember with her. And even until this day, like my dad loves, that's the only thing he cooks is like, we'll go apple picking in the fall and make a pot of applesauce. Oh, I, I think that it really just laid the groundwork of the importance of family, proximity to family. It's one of those concept of like, I could never leave New York. I just, right, right, right. not only because like New York is the center of the universe, but it's my right. 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 I, I couldn't imagine that. And Marilyn was like, when I tell you, she is my biggest inspiration, my hero, because this is this poor girl from Brooklyn who had big dreams and she kept reinventing herself. She was a single mother raising my father. when And she ended up put, getting like, her when,
1: master's degree. When your father went to college she went, she went to, college to college, and 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 then ended up getting a master's degree.
0: She would got her MBA at Fordham. She how she
1: old was she? So
0: she was in her forties.
1: I love Marilyn. Let yes. Marilyn, because she deserve, became
0: yeah. and she was she kept re, she's done everything. She ran the the methadone clinic at Beth Israel at one. Oh point. my god! She worked in advertising. She worked at CBS for a little bit. She was a secretary, and then at. um, when she was sixty, she got her real estate license. And oh then my god! She I love sold apartments for the next twenty five years, and, and and it was really. It's like when I tell you she she lived. She when my great grandmother passed, she was like my. She needed to be there to be with her, and she had big dreams. And she's like, she wanted to be on Fifth Avenue. When she moved to Fifth Avenue right. between on between Eighth and nine in the Village.
1: And oh, I love her.
0: We just. It was just everything. And she just, she didn't cook at all. She did not cook, Right. but she we would go out to the best restaurants. I would, she would be my date for like, right. Like, like a press lunch. Tower like, right. and I'd be like, Oh, come eat me for lunch. Um, and she really was like, she had more life than anyone. Unfortunately, she, she passed right before the pandemic. Yeah, was, I know. Um, That's honestly, so sad. But it was, it was something she Good. had. It was, she, she hadn't stroke have, before. Right. And that was that was so out of left field and it it was devastating because she was someone who loved travel and, and loved she walked everywhere and she loved working and she loved all these things culture. Oh um, the pandemic would have been horrible so, for her. Yeah. And and it, and and luckily we were able to have be with her in the hospital, right. and when she passed, we were able to have a real funeral. Right, right. And it, this was the this was the week before lockdowns. So this was when everything was starting to like right. happen. We just didn't know what was going on.
1: Yeah, it's blessing in disguise. You know, I, I believe in Le- door of a door that that mm-hmm. uh, for the non Jews listening that means from generation to generation. Okay. I believe all our tra- everything is past trauma. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. okay. Your father growing up with this strong, strong woman, strong independent woman. How do you think that translated into his parenting and how he, you know, I mean, as a Leslie mom of, of boys, I feel like they have a different perspective because they don't think women can't do shit or, yeah. or you know what i mean or and they and the other thing about them which i've said on the podcast before is they have friends who are women they're straight men with friends who are female where there's no like hey uh, you know what i mean they know how to so how do you
0: think her parenting translated down to you it's interesting because it it really does trickle down in the entirety trauma. Yeah. My sister and I always talk about this. It's like every generation gets. A, we're the first generation that's truly. We have a chance because right, like we, right. have no, we have no direct contact to these huge moments of trauma. It's just right. the trickle down. So I think with with the right level of of therapy and introspection yeah. that we can we can overcome it. They did, they, they, they were great parents. They, they are not without their flaws. They are not right. without their quirks. Um, they are not without their trauma to us. But right. in general, I mean, it, it's something that everyone, especially as I was coming up in my career, and, and you're looking for for press, you're looking, you know what it's like when you're just yeah. like, you're, you're scraping for, for the story. Yeah, yeah. And everyone wants a sad story. Everyone, oh God. Everyone wants like they want me to come from something so difficult. Right, like, right, oh, right. If you right. want if you want if you want like recognition, like you gotta do it. And I'm just very lucky that I came parents that were completely supportive when I came out. They were supportive of my like decisions in terms of career. They were they they have just they given me everything. Don't you
1: think that comes from your grandmother that
0: percent oh, it's because yeah. it's because that's what they were given. It's this right. idea that you do whatever you can to give the most opportunity for the next generation. Right. In the same way that like now my sister and I will want to do this for, for our kids and build right. up something. And the one thing that we missed out on because of my parents generation is so because they had such direct trauma from right. their parents, the main thing was family schisms. And right, right, right. Each other, and 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 feuds, and moments in which there were so many strained relationships—cousins, with aunts, with uncles—please oh, to speak to. And that's something that my sister and I are and
1: incredibly secrets, incredibly close and, and secrets. secrets. Oh my God, the whispering don't on the me. phone.
0: So my sister and I are very close, and that's something that we want. We want our we want to have kids around the same age so that they grow up oh, together. We don't plan on, well, on being, we live in the same building. We plan on I always do. staying in the same place. So just to have, like, give our kids a fighting chance to have like family right. and community and and even more of.
1: I mean, of that's what, what a kibbutz know. is. I mean, when you think we about call it, it.
0: An urban kibbutz. We were oh
1: my God, we call this building. I mean, my neighbors are the kids' godparents. I mean, it's oh, like God. everyone baby. It was. It was like yeah. Um. So you. Grew up in Bayside, then you and you went to a magnet school, right? I did. And you (laughs) were so good at (laughs) that. And you were one of two white
0: kids in the in your class. Yeah, it was I mean, growing up in Queens, it was predominantly Asian, Um, and then there were I think there were two black kids, two white kids. The other white kid was Jewish. Oh. Um, But it was really. I think one of the things that I also loved about growing up in New York and something that I would want for my kids is the diversity, the normalization of, of everyone eating different things for lunch. And right, because it was a magnet program in New York, it was the same class every year from first grade on. So right. we, we would then switch off and you get to know each other's families and, and like the class would do these, these things in which it would always be like cultural stuff. So. Or like we had uh, one of my classmates was Jamaican, so we all got together and made like Jamaican beef patties. We had again every we had so many Asian students, but that's like there were Korean, Chinese, Japanese. So like one night would be sushi night, another night would be dim sum. Like right, and, and I would go with my 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 best friend in elementary school was Chinese, and we go for bubble tea after school, and, oh. and you just had these, this normalization of of culture. global flavors, right, and culture. right, right. In which it wasn't like a it just it wasn't unique. It wasn't different. It wasn't something right. crazy. It was just what it was. And right. I loved that, loved that, love that. Um and then from there, like I moved going <laughs> pretty much right before How old mits-
1: were you? Oh, right, oh I thought yeah, right before your bar but so mits- like you 12, moved to- I moved London. To- right. Long-term. I read that and I was like, what a shitty fucking time to move. But w- it uh, yeah.
0: it wasn't that far away, was it? No, no, no. But at the same time, you go from diversity to all to the society, everyone's the everyone's same. Everyone's white and Jewish, right? And and it just became. It was just very. It was a fascinating shift. And, and don't you feel lucky that you had that
1: twelve years?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think it, it's there's just this level of. We talk a lot about like giving that next generation like a fighting chance, but I think in the end they end up too sheltered and then they're just in this bubble of of Jewish community and they only know.
1: I know. That's why when, you know, you're bringing the kids up in the city, I wouldn't, you know, and it's like, oh my God, (laughs) they're not afraid of anything or anyone. Exactly. Nothing like, it's like whatever color you are, whatever language you speak, they can navigate getting around in other cities. You know what I mean?
0: And they Um, are aware of their surroundings. That's the most important thing. When people are, when kids are oblivious, that's the biggest failure.
1: So you were in Dick's Hills. Is that correct? The name of the. Melville yeah. okay.
0: technically. But yeah. Right.
1: That area. Okay. You have this nautical themed. T- I just need to know about your um, Benet. Binay means two. You fuckheads. More than one. It's bot mitzvah or bar mitzvah. But then Benet mitzvah means more than one. So. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean two. It means more. But anyway, it doesn't matter who fucking cares. Um so you have, the, were you involved in the planning of your B'nai Mitzvah? Like, were you this kid
0: who was like, and like, were yes. you involved in food? Like, when did you get the whole? Food was after, but I was involved. I literally made the, the, the invitations for my environment for our oh. B'nai Mitzvah, which is funny. And my sister and I made like, we made like mixtapes. You know, like everyone got a CD with like our favorite songs. Oh like, my this.
1: God.
0: So, so weird. Um, no, that's so cute. I don't, know, I don't know how we ended up here. But it, And then we talk a lot about, like, and I I bring this up, and not enough people have seen this movie, and I do think that it needs to be, like, education before you go through a bar mitzvah, is keeping up with the Steins. Right. Uh, iconic movie, Daryl Sabaro, right. John DeGiven. Uh, and it, it's about competing bar mitzvahs in right. LA. And this idea of, of keeping up with the Joneses and, and right. it becomes all to-do, separate from the actual meaning of, what a bar mitzvah should be. Right. My sister and I ended up on a yacht that went around the Long Island
1: Sound. No fucking I, fuck <laughs> shit. That's
0: why it was nautical themed. It's not. A, it wasn't like a crazy thing that we would love in the ocean. No, it's because you were on a boat. Okay. Here's what I have to say to all of
1: that. And I might have mentioned this before on the podcast. For my bar mitzvah, for my my mother was, and I'm talking about these old fashioned values. Okay. So my mother was born in 1922. My father was born in 1916. Okay? And they were older when they had me. So they didn't care what anyone thought and, you know, and, you know, my grandmother, 1896. So first of all, my sister drew the invitation, calligraphy. She she made them. And then I don't know if I, I told this story once, on, I think on a podcast, my mother... Um, for my brother's bar mitzvah, they had uh, brunch at the house afterwards. That was it. She, they were like, we are, everyone's coming out of a cake with sparklers. I'm like, Mom, I, uh, and no, Judith, that's not what it's about. No, Judith, that's not what it's about. So then my sister had dessert after her bat mitzvah, because uh, it was on a Friday night. And then I had the biggest one, we had dinner for everyone at the synagogue before the bat mitzvah. And then I did the bat mitzvah. And then, which is also probably why I hate meeting an audience before I go on stage. And then we had dessert afterward. And that was it. And, and my mother gave, you know how you got gifts, you give the CD and everything, and then they would have photographers and then cartoonists. And, you know, I got all these gifts. My mother gave the boys keychains and the girls little, Purses to put their change in, like a little, right? And I was like, "Look, I am so unpopular, and this is not helping. Not helping."
0: <laughs> yeah, but and, that's what it was.
1: my parents wait, gave us
0: the option. Oh, and you wait!
1: I just have to finish the story. I'm in the Hebrew home for the aged with my mother. I don't know. We go out to lunch. We take her to the diner. She's like, "I'm paying," <laughs> and she pulls out one of the purses. Oh, Uh. uh.
0: I love that. My mother keeps everything. She yeah. has everything. All right. She has Sorry. everything. Sorry for cutting it. No, no, off. but my parents very much, like, they gave us an option. They were very clear that they wanted us to do something small at the temple just really? for family. And then we had the option to go on a family vacation anywhere in the world we wanted. So we could do that or have the party. Oh, my dash. We, were, we day. were about the trip the entire time. We all oh, we were like, we're gonna do an African safari. We're gonna have a small bar mitzvah right. we're gonna go on a big family African safari until we moved to Long Island. And then no we start getting oh, so invited to all of these bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, and it becomes a thing I'm like, are you gonna be the one person that doesn't do it? And it, it's it's a it's a regret. I know my sister and I if and you I could go back have, if we could go back, we would have done a small family thing and, and gone on the family trip. Because that's that's separate from what
1: that actually- is fucking crazy. Did you invite any of the kids from uh, Bayside to your bar mitzvah?
0: Interesting. No, I didn't. That's a great that's a great question. But I did not.
1: Yeah, that's so
0: sad. I wasn't very popular. so it's okay. Well, oh
1: my know, god! Like, I, know, like, I, I was lose- <laughs> high maintenance. <laughs> so speaking of not being popular, which I love talking about with uh, because. You know, I've had people on who are, you know, pretty big stars who are like, "Oh, I was a cheerleader." I was, I was like, "Ew!" Like, yeah, no, no, I did not have that. Like high school, what was I hated? I I got up anxiety. Ugh, I can't believe I have to fucking go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I know that you when you went to high school, I read that you would run home to watch. Food the Food Network and the Barefoot Contessa. Yeah. Uh, so what was high school like in in this
0: Jewy? And was Jamie popular? I think she was more popular than me, but she, we were, because of our birthdays, she's very early in the year, I'm very late in the year. Right. We were two two grades apart, so we never really had much overlap. What's your, um, what, I, when's your birthday? I'm New Year's Eve.
1: My girlfriend's New Year's Eve!
0: I love it, love, it. Oh love, my God! I love I can't
1: wait to tell Elisa. Oh. And
0: I was a heavy kid. Um uh-huh. And I wasn't popular. Same. I was a nerd. I didn't wear, like, I didn't think I, I wore jeans to to high school until, like, 10th grade. But at the same time... What did you wear? I, sweatpants. Like, I was, like... Oh, was, all right. Like, I was, like, yeah. slacks?
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: And, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, like, I was on the debate team. I was, like... Oh, th- so I smart. Was, and, but then in 10th grade, uh, I... Got suspended for smoking weed on the debate trip. Um, good and for you. That was probably the beginning of like the the, the, the
1: transformation.
0: Shift. Yeah. Um, and then it was junior year. I had a community start throwing these little dinner parties for friends. They weren't good by any means, but I'd but was over it, and I would
1: cook. That's. I, I mean, that's so fascinating. like eight friends, like, eight, like
0: six to eight friends. I have. Were there over. any of them get 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 gay? gay, gay? No, that's a thing. No one was, I wasn't out. No one, right? Right. Of course. It was not very a thing that you, that you, and what year is this? This is 2010. That's fucking crazy. I mean, when I
1: think of 2010, it's
0: like yesterday 2009, 2009, 2010. And then that's when I really started getting into fitness um, and was like, okay, let's. So you changed your body. I changed my body completely. And, so then senior year, it was kind of just like from freshman where I was like a loser to senior in which I became like kind of popular within my own space. Oh, I wasn't right. like a, a jock, but everyone knew who I was. They were like, you know, like senior superlatives or right. doing that. Like there were write-ins and everyone wrote me in as best chef, which was just like because I was like my nickname in high school. I right. became this thing where I built this community and this name for myself. And it was good enough. Good enough for me to to have my group that we would just go and right. get high and, and
1: Right, and eat, which is the, yeah. my favorite thing to do. So you started having these dinner parties, which mm-hmm. is so adult. <laughs> um, what would you make at your first high school dinner party? Like for? I remember. And, ha- um, and was... there'd be nine of you, right? And was It'd your mother? Like, yeah. And your mother was like, use the kitchen.
0: Did they didn't you... have an option. I was I was going right, okay. to so do it. Okay. And they were, They also both my parents were working so much, so they were right. never home. Right. Um, and it was Ina Garten's ratatouille with oh. uh, also with also Ina Garten's like this parmesan polenta, mm. and then Giada had this like chocolate tart that was so stupidly easy, right? Great. And all the way it was like chocolate graham crackers and butter pressed in, and then you mix right. like melted chocolate and honey. And poured it in, and with like heavy cream, and you put it in the fridge, and people will go like, "This is so good" because right. we're kids and we're stupid and we don't right. know any better. Stoned, we don't know yeah. good food, I, and it's just like we're at a time in which nobody's parents. I remember having like friends who had parents who were incredible cooks. that wasn't Right, really right. A thing. It's funny because like living in New York now, like I feel like everyone's an incredible. I know. Color. I just I just know so many more people that like prioritize like cooking and food and and salt, um, but that's. <laughs> Something that, 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 I don't know. It, it was just this fun It's so thing. adult. And, and it's, yeah. It's the exchange. It's very transactional. I'm cooking for them, but in exchange, they're giving me love. And I really, right. like, I was obsessed with that. Well,
1: that's like comedy, you know? It's like, I, yeah. Yeah. It's validation. Just say Right. It's everything you want. Yeah. Um, so you then end up going to the Culinary Institute. Mm-hmm. Where
0: did Jamie go to call it. she went to funny enough she went to alabama university that's alabama. where
1: that's where elisa's niece went okay go love, ahead. Love,
0: but so she was very much and again my parents got divorced when we were in high school it was like tough it also happened like right before my senior year of high school so it was difficult but then i got to leave and my sister had to stay for another uh. few years of the craziness and so she didn't wanted to get far away so she went to Alabama, but that winter while she was in Alabama and I was at CIA, we did birthright together oh! and, <laughs> and, with a and you went to mine. Israel, we went to Israel and we came back and she became a lot more in touch with Judaism and was like, I can't be in this place where there are no Jews anymore and transferred to Baruch. Here in this in Manhattan. Yeah,
1: I noticed that she
0: graduated from Baruch um, on my research. Yeah, and the, the craziest thing was, it, it, I think it's the reason. It's hands down the reason why we are so close is that at that time I was and I was working at sever Magazine, unpaid. Yeah. I think at that moment, or if I was getting paid, it was like pen. It was minimum right, wage. Right. So I'm making no money. I'm working five days a week at the magazine, uh, Saturday and Sunday. I'm working at this spin studio in my neighborhood because it's the only, they gave me a free membership. And it's the only way I could have a gym membership is if I worked and, and, and got it. So my mother goes to me, she goes, listen, Baruch, I was living in, in Murray Hill and naturally as all, as all Jews do after college. And Baruch is, is just below Murray Hill. And the dorms for Baruch are all the way uptown. And I was like, listen, if you let, your sister move in with you, you can take her door money and put it towards your apartment. And I was like, I I don't know if I could say no to this. And I just started dating my now husband. Alex. Alex. And let me remind you, this was a 400 square foot studio. Oh my God. So she threw out my couch and replaced it with, um, I was in a little full bed and she replaced it with a queen size pullout. No. And Alex and I were dating, so we like he would often be over. And literally, it's like it was like um, what should we call Charlie and Chocolate Factory with the great Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together, yeah with like, all all the whole
1: on the wagon.
0: That was like that was us, and we did this for uh, like seven months, and it was hell. And there's this, like, my favorite story is there's this moment in which it was the first Hanukkah that Alex and I spent together. And I surprised him with matching Tiffany keychains because around this time that we were exchanging keys for each other. Oh, I love you! So I hid them. I hid the little blue box in his jacket because typically Saturday morning we'd wake up, we'd go get dressed, and we'd leave because my sister would still be sleeping. And we'd go to his place. Um, and he puts on his jacket. He takes it out. We're having this this beautiful moment of of like oh this is so sweet and my sister just rolls over and she goes "Will you either shut the fuck up or get the fuck out (laughs) and to this day it's like our favorite thing but that's the dynamic that we had and then she started dating she started dating her now husband at the very end of us living together so there was even like
1: that's so funny it was just how many times do you say to each other "Will you just
0: shut the fuck up or get the fuck out it's actually now part of our, our. it's a mantra that we have. We've told right, a lot of right. our family about it. Is we, <laughs> during the pandemic, since we live in the same building, we were a pod. We did everything. We spent every day together. I cooked dinner for the four of us every right. night. Um, we would do movie night. And, and we have this, Relationship that really can withstand complete and full transparency, as any right. Jew knows. It's like they're gonna, your family's gonna say. Well, we have no, edit button, anyway, yeah. no yeah. edit button anyway. No edit button. I was, just like a little side note. I was at one holiday where my my one aunt turned to the other and seen each other in a while, and she goes, she goes, shame on you for getting so fat. I am sick. <laughs> I have an excuse. What is yours? And it was just like, you just you you, you drop so you It's like, what are right. you saying? But. One of our thing is when we get to the point in any kind of interaction with the four of us, in which it's time for space, ready right. for bed, we want just like alone time. It's like okay, get the fuck out, and that's become our our mantra. Oh, that that's we really so just, funny that we say, and we told our family, and sometimes it's something that they'll say too and joke because I it's love just it. so. It's so honest and, and no direct. And with. it there's comes no from love, it's, it's, not comes like, from get, love. It's, it's not like it's like all right i'm like, done it's like get the fuck out we yeah. we're done we want right. to then to ben and watch 30 rock like right yeah, right
1: yeah thank you so much for listening to part 1 of kill me now with the one and only uh, uh, the, the gem Jake Cohen I fucking love this guy Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel edited by Colin Schmailing. this podcast would not be possible without the help of Brittany Jo Sowards now please subscribe and leave a review please it's gonna really help me continue doing the podcast so if you could do that five stars please five stars unlike my Uber I think my Uber rating is going up now I think people misunderstood me in the beginning, you know, when I was trying to be friendly and stuff. And now I do the don't talk. A selection and now everyone loves me. So all I do is say hello and goodbye and thank you so much. So, yes, please subscribe, leave a review. Hanukkah. Hanukkah oh, Hanukkah is on Sunday, and you're gonna buy my book. Yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble because it's really good. And if you love comedy like you should, you'll buy it for everyone in your family. It's really funny, and don't forget to get Jake's book called Jew-ish. It's a cookbook and it's really good. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was my um, Hanukkah song for you. So, yeah, get my book, get Jake's book, get everyone's book who's ever been on the podcast, but get those two for Hanukkah because they're the best. It's a good companion piece, as Jake said, but there you go. And I am thrilled for my first live taping of Kill Me Now since March of 2020 with my guest, the amazingly talented, hilarious Colin Quinn. So this is on Thursday, December 2nd at 7.30 p.m. if you're in the New York City area at the 92nd street why do not miss this interview thank you all 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 uh booster shots for everyone huh if you're not vaxxed there's really something wrong with you where you know be safe around family give everyone big hugs if you haven't seen them enjoy uh the holidays i know it's thanksgiving which is not a great holiday for a lot of people so i'm gonna take the um Politics? No, I'm not. It's it's a stupid holiday. Let's just admit it. It's like that's not the story that really happened okay can we all discuss it that's not what really happened okay wasn't all fun and games people were living here and we got rid of them and it's shit anyway but enjoy your turkey and if you're vegan enjoy your fake turkey okay also make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok I'm on TikTok at Judy Gold J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D because I'm a Jew 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 and I'm proud 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 and um, that's it so happy Hanukkah Eat those potato latkes, the fried food, and then call your uh, cardiologist because we all have one, (laughs) don't we? And always, as we always say, so long.